Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the morning sports briefing here on New Zealand Sports Radio on Wednesday the 13th of May. We have been coming to you at 8 a.m. every single morning for about the five, last five weeks. But we have a step down to level two tomorrow. Um, and whilst that happens, we know that you people will be spending more time commuting to work. And so we are going to take the sacrifice and get up earlier uh, and have the show from 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. So that you all, you all of you people who do commute can listen to us on your podcast on the way to work. So you can start your day the best way up to date with all the important sports information. So from 7 a.m. tomorrow morning here on New Zealand Sports Radio, don't forget to search for that, New Zealand Sports Radio, on iTunes, iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, or your favourite pod catchers. Today in the news, we have Premier League clubs facing a 340 million TV refund, Women's World Cup qualifier postponed until 2021, um, no more scoring against the post, um, and NRL players stood down for the season. So um, let's crack on with that um, straight away with the um, football. Yes, uh, the EPL over in England could be facing a 340 million TV refund, even if the season resumes. Um, so imagine uh, how much that would be if the season doesn't resume. The Premier League um, clubs are due to earn a total of nine or were due to earn a total of £9.2 billion pounds from broadcasters for the 19 to 2022 um, cycle. Uh, now, um, there had been predictions of at least a £1 billion loss. Now, obviously, that's not just from the TV rights, but also from lack of gate takings, um, sponsors dropping out, etc., etc. all of those sort of things. Um, but a large chunk of that looks like it's going to be paying back to both domestic and international um, TV broadcasters. Uh, so you can understand why they are so uh, so adamant about trying to get it live when some some people, some players have been saying, look, just can the season. Um, the Premier League is reconsidering neutral venues. Uh, apparently around half of the clubs have said they are anti-neutral venues. Um, 
or a significant majority, sorry, majority over half the clubs, and with Watford, Aston Villa and Brighton coming out publicly, uh, they're the ones who have said it behind closed doors. Um, so they're going to go back to um, the organisers uh, that uh, sort of police, government, safety officials, uh, to see whether they can change that one uh, for, for their return. Um, so, yes, so what happens next? Uh, they've got various meetings, basically, over the next few days. Um, and the 12th of June is when they are aiming to return for their f for their first fixture. And we'll see if they get the go-ahead with that. I'm going to hand you over now to Ashwin, who will um, take us through the cricket news today. Good morning, Paul, and good morning to the listeners out there and viewers. And Women's World Cup qualifier postponed until 2021. That's right. In a move that will surely affect the Women's ODI World Cup that was planned for February 2021 here in New Zealand, this is likely to have an impact to it. The qualifier matches that were supposed to be for the 2021 World Cup have been postponed. And as of yet, there is no date confirmed for when they will go ahead. Obviously, that is there's, that's why it's going to have an impact, because if they haven't played the um, World Cup qualifiers in time, then obviously they're going to have to push the World Cup event itself. Also postponed were the matches related to the Under-19 World Cup. And the Universe boss, Chris Gale, could be in hot water for his remarks and reaction to the former franchise, the Taliwas. Now, West Indies cricket president has mentioned the possibility of a sanction against Chris Gale for bringing the CPL, that's the Caribbean Premier League, into disrepute. This all follows a heated YouTube post outburst by Gale against Ramanush Sawan and the Taliwas. Gale called Sawan a snake and very deceitful. Sawan retaliated by calling, saying that Gale had false accusations and had been scandalous. All this had started because the Taliwas had released Chris Gale, get this, without actually letting him know. And then, quite understandably, the global superstar got his tits in a tangle because he'd been let go without being notified. In the meantime, he has actually joined with another of the CPL franchises. I'll just get rid of my uh, little thing here so I can read the rest of it. <laughs> and finally, in the UK, the counties are trying to bring back T20 Blast onto the radar. Uh, they are basically presenting a paper to the ECB and the government on how the blast could go ahead with social distancing restrictions being eased slightly. Now, the one thing that the counties do realise is that financially, the T20 blast just simply is not viable if they don't have the crowds there watching the games. So we'll see how that transpires. That could be a leader towards what cricket actually gets played in the UK. Now. Join us, as I've mentioned before yesterday, and I'll mention again today, Swinging from the Hips, Thursday, 8 p.m. We'll go over some of the implications uh, with the World, Qu World Cup qualifiers being postponed. Uh, that's the women's one. Uh, we're going to be talking women's cricket from out of Australia and the impact that the big women's Big Bash has had over there. So we'll tag this on in terms of what the impact will be and get the view of uh, our host, Hussein Hamid, who will be joining us on the show on Thursday. And that's the cricket news for today, Paul. Thank you very much, Ashwin, for that update. We're going to get um, start our rugby update. Uh, and we heard news that or there's been lots of rumours that the number of players going overseas is going to be reduced. But you know what? It's definitely not going to stop, as we've heard that Kurtley Beale has confirmed his move to France. 
He'll be joining Racing 92 on a two-year stint um, at the end of this season. Um, he will still play for the Waratahs during the Super Rugby um, over the 10-week uh, tournament that Australia are looking to put together. He will be joined um, by fellow Australian Luke Jones, um, who will be leaving the Melbourne Rebels at the end of this season as well. So um, whilst there might be a reduction in the number of players, um, there will still be some players who will be heading overseas to France. Also, um, community sport can only resume at level two if you have 10 or fewer participants. Well, that is at least initially. Remember, those numbers will be changed even at level two and the guidance will change uh, as well. So keep an eye out for that. But uh, that does mean, obviously, that we will not be having uh, that uh, uh, seven aside or or um or even full football matches uh, because look the, uh, the this just has too many people so uh, they'll be looking obviously as the numbers increase we'll get more and more community support but that doesn't mean that at least uh, the some um, training will be able to happen soon please check out your guidelines with your local clubs and with your local associations um, as to what is going on in that space. I'm going to hand you over now uh, to Stephen for our birthdays before we come back and talk about Super Rugby. Good morning, Paul, and uh, good morning, everybody uh, tuning into NZ Sport Radio this morning. Birthdays today, a dual country league international, a well-travelled provincial journeyman, and a Blackburn World Cup winner, and that's where we start the birthdays this morning. Charmaine McMenamin, born this day, the 13th of May 1990, is a New Zealand rugby union player. She made her debut for the Black Ferns against England in 2013. She was selected in the 2017 Rugby World Cup Black Ferns that went on to win the tournament in Ireland. McMenamin, who turns 30 today, has made 14 appearances for New Zealand in her favoured position of number eight. Moving on, Trent Wairimu Kitahi Renata, born this day, the 13th of May 1988, is a New Zealand rugby union player who has represented New Zealand Māori and currently plays for Wellington in the Mighty Team Cup. Renata, who turns 32 today, has also played for Waikato, Otago and Tasman in provincial rugby as well as the Moliano Vento Club in Treviso, Italy, during the 2015-2016 season. And finally... Josh Papali, born this day, 13th of May, 1992, is a professional rugby league footballer who plays as prop, second row and lock for the Canberra Raiders in the NRL. He has played for both Australia and Samoa at international level. He has played for Queensland in the State of Origin Series and the Prime Minister's 13. Papali, who turns 28 today, has played 11 tests for Australia, making his debut in 2013 before changing allegiance to his native Samoa in 2017. Now, interestingly enough, Papali was also born in Auckland as well. So that just, once again, brings into question eligibility, you know, in, in sort of international sport. And if you sort of look through his record, born in Auckland, but plays state of origin for Queensland and gets to represent Australia in Samoa, it's something to uh, think about, isn't it? Matt's birthdays for today. Thank you very much, Stephen. Uh, it certainly is, but I think you have missed one of the most important and biggest birthdays of the day. Um, Ashwin, please bring us up to speed. Yeah, big shout out to my daughter, Alicia, the challenging little child that she is. And she has her birthday in today on 13th of May back in to 2013. Oof, lucky I've got to remember these things as a dad, eh? In 2013, at five o'clock, she turned up. 
Um, and as she reminded me this morning, she's not quite seven yet. She's seven at five o'clock this afternoon. So happy birthday to my lovely little daughter, Alicia. Happy birthday, Alicia. Um, <laughs> we'll be catching up soon. Um, so moving on to Super Rugby News, uh, and there has been a lot of talk around different players um, that will be uh, maybe joining or not joining um, in Aitoroa, uh, and hopefully I'm getting that pronunciation better now, boys, Aitoroa uh, Super Rugby. No, I'm not apparently according to Ashwin. Sorry, folks, I will be working on that over the coming weeks. Um, looking at the Highlanders, Highlanders say it's very unlikely that um, Liam Squire, Elliot Dixon and Jackson Hemipo will be joining them. Uh, they, uh, Aaron Major says, look, they had 16 new players. They understand uh, that it has taken them a while. Uh, so they weren't preparing and do, performing as they wanted to prior to the lockdown. Here's a lot of those players have taken on board a lot of what the coaches have said, and they're looking at being much better when they do come back. Uh, it does look like, though, that Ney Milner-Scudder will be um, back on our screens in Super Rugby for the Highlanders. Um, and so uh, looks uh, they have bolted their squad a little bit. Clearly, uh, he's had shoulder injuries basically since the 15, 2015 Rugby World Cup, um, which has stopped him from going over to um, uh, Toulon. Uh, and hence, that's why he is here. Moving up the island, Sam Whitelock has been cleared to play for the Crusaders. Um, so he will be back um, playing for them. Um, and then moving further up to the Chiefs, Brody Retallick is back on his farm down in Hawke's Bay, uh, back from his Japan um, uh, trip, uh, but he will not be available for the Chiefs. Um, they have agreed. So some players are back, some players aren't back. Uh, it's all uh, interesting. It's all, all fun and games heading towards the kickoff of Super Rugby on the, uh, on the 13th of June. Um, Looking at the Highlanders, uh, and whilst other franchises have had to lay off people, the Highlanders have said they're going to survive. Uh, and they've put some good plans in place without having to make any redundancies. Um, and then he said they put those good plans in place with the expectation that there will be no Super Rugby through till the end of the year. So having some cash coming in due to the um, uh, due to the TV revenue is a added bonus. Um, for for them, um, whilst we've heard that uh, obviously the Crusaders um, and I think it was the Blues or was it the Chiefs, I can't remember now, uh, that uh, they have been uh, have, have had to make for, um, staff cuts. Uh, it does look like the Highlanders have uh, survived without having to do that. Um, they have received one hundred twenty six thousand five hundred thirty two dollars and eighty cents on the wage subsidies to cover their covering eighteen employees down there at the Highlanders. Obviously, all of the players are contracted centrally, um, so that's a separate um, issue. Um, and that brings you up to date with all of our rugby news. Uh, we had the Hash Rugby Chat last night uh, where we talked about New Zealand rugby finances, um, so go check out that on your latest podcast. Remember to search New Zealand, New Zealand Sports Radio on your favourite podcatcher. I'm going to hand you over now to Stephen for our league update. Good morning again, everybody. Now, there's a bit of NRL news to get through uh, this this morning, a little bit around the uh, so, so a couple of players who uh, effectively been suspended for the rest of the season. And, uh, of course, uh, there's a bit more news uh, in and around um, the young lad, uh, Cleary, who basically 
obviously didn't practice safe social distancing and the Warriors have signed a prop, but we'll start with the first bit of news. The NRL's reported request for unvaccinated players to be cleared to play in Queensland this season has been shut down effectively wiping out Titans pair Bryce Cartwright and Brian Kelly for the season. Queensland Chief Health Officer Jeanette Young on Tuesday said the government will not only grant flu shot exemptions to NRL players on medical grounds. She stated personal beliefs and ethical concerns are not covered in the list of exemptions. Now, just reading uh, through these uh, this particular article, the players who are not allowed to train or play in what appears to be very bad news for uh, Cartwright and Kelly as the NRL pushes to make their return start on May 28th. Now, this duo have not trained since the NRL uh, government pretty much have held firm on a no jab, no play policy. I believe it was promised in the games of biosecurity guidelines. I know we Paul and I spoke about this uh, pre-show and Paul might want to add a little bit more to that. I'll quickly jump to the, uh, the second story. Uh, James Hooper says the uh, Penrith playmaker. Now, James Cooper is a journalist for the Daily Telegraph. Now, Cleary is lucky to have only copped a two-game suspension and a $30,000 fine for lying about his whereabouts when he broke social distancing rules. The Daily Telegraph reported on yesterday that the 22-year-old allegedly lied a second time to the integrity unit while Cleary was at his home when the TikTok video was filmed. It's it's alleged he wasn't there for the entire day and left to pick up to pick some uh, girls up, or, or it should be and left to pick the girls up. Beg your pardon, don't want to cast aspersions. The new details better explain why May had also been sanctioned with a two-game suspension and a fifteen thousand dollar fine. He pretty much quoted, "I'm not an angel. I'm not going to sit here and try to expose as though we're some sort of moral compass." But I reckon the most crucial element of this is that he wasn't at his house. So that's a blatant porky hoopy. Hooper said on Fox League Live, he's another journalist as well. And finally, in league news this morning, the Warriors signed highly rated Sharks prop Toby Rudolph from 2021. The Warriors are set to announce the signing of 24-year-old front row Toby Rudolph from the Sharks next season. Stuff understands that from sources in Australia that an announcement from the club is imminent with the highly touted Rudolph deciding to join the Warriors instead of signing a new contract at the Sharks. Rudolph, who was born in Sydney, played in the Sharks' first two games of the season before the NRL went into lockdown and one of the club's standout players. Sharks coach John Morris has been impressed with Rudolph in the opening games and was keen on keeping him long-term in the Shires, while other clubs were also after him. But before he had made his NRL debut, the Warriors recruitment and retention manager, Peter O'Sullivan, already knew about Rudolph's potential, and the Penrose-based club have convinced him that the best move for his career is to come to Auckland. If it wasn't for the NRL season being suspended, the deal to get Rudolph to the Warriors could have been completed a few weeks ago. But with games starting up again, in just over two weeks, the deal, the deal can be completed. Uh, just a few stats about before I go. On Rudolph at 106 kgs and 190 centimetres, Rudolph will give the Warriors plenty of mobility up front as he's strong and fast ball runner and also won't take a backward step when it comes to putting in the big tackles. Now, this young guy also grew up as a Rabbitohs junior, so he's certainly been around a, a couple of clubs, but by the sound of it, a lot of potential. But just back to our uh, 
one of our previous uh, stories, Paul, just with regards to, to vaccine. You, you've got a couple of thoughts on it. Yeah, absolutely. So the reason behind it, folks, because uh, obviously a flu vaccination does not protect you from coronavirus. Um, however, what it will do is it will reduce the number of players, a number of people who have got symptoms that are similar to coronavirus, uh, and then therefore will have to go away for an extra test or have to self-isolate for whilst those tests come back. And so that's why they're doing it, um, is because the logistics of having to keep all these players um, self-isolating, unself-isolating, going off to extra tests, etc., would obviously um, complicate um, things. Also, uh, it's around the fact that these people are going to be bubbling, so they're going to be spending much, much, much more time together. Um, and so there is much more chance of a flu outbreak um, amongst them as well. So hence, from those points of view, it's also that's why they're, they're asking people to take these flu vaccinations. In rugby, uh, for Super Rugby, it's been, it is going to be something that's heavily uh, recommended, um, but will not be mandatory. <clears throat> um, so a different approach taken here over here in New Zealand for the Aotearoa uh, um, rugby. And uh, with lo lots of laughing in the background that you won't be able to hear, thankfully, for that pronunciation. Um, one new story that I missed out on the rugby, sorry, folks, was that World Rugby has outlawed tries against the post. Now, this comes into immediate effect um, uh, that yeah, grounding against the post protectors will not be considered a try uh, any longer. Uh, the reason for this is that post protectors have got bigger and bigger um, to protect the players for player welfare reasons, which has made it nigh on impossible for teams to defend uh, tries against the post. Uh, and uh, also has as, as, so has meant that we've seen people ripping post protectors away and throwing them out of the way to try and defend that post, which obviously um, leads to extra potential risk of injury. Uh, and the simplest thing all around is to say that tries against the post are not uh, are no longer um, eligible. Um, moving on to other sport, as I play around with all the settings, uh, in Formula One, Sebastian Vettel uh, is going to leave Ferrari at the end of the season. Um, he uh, Ferrari has said it's not easy to reach, uh, not easy decision to reach, uh, give Sebastian's worth as a driver and as a person. Uh, he does say it was mutual. Um, yeah, the time has gone, come to come, go our separate ways in order to reach our respective objectives. Uh, Vettel said no longer a common desire um, to work together. Um, he said uh, that it wasn't about financial matters. It was uh, just about wanting to work together uh, and having joint um, goals. Uh, in many cases for Formula One, what you'll have is you'll have a lead driver uh, and a very much a second place driver. Um, the when Charles Leclerc um, joined, he came in very much as that uh, as, as the lower ranked driver, but ended the season um, with uh, better results um, in every single category. Uh, so obviously, the pecking order has changed, uh, or that, that has forced the pecking order change at Ferrari, and probably what has led to this. Um, he has come out. Um, and said it's been a huge honour for him to um, to be a teammate of Vettel. And they've had, whilst they've had some intense moments on the track, um, it's always been a matter of respect and good ones off it, uh, even though that might not have been the perception from outside of the camp. Um, he said he has learnt, uh, never learnt as much from a teammate as him. So he says thank you, Sir Sebastian Vettel. Quite where he will go, there's lots of speculation. Obviously, for such a, for, as whenever a world champ as a big name becomes um, available. Uh, so there's lots of speculations where he might go, or even if he will leave 
the sport entirely. Um, on the flip side, there's also a lot of speculations as to who will replace him um, at Ferrari. So expect a lot of news on that over the coming weeks and maybe even months. Um, over in horse racing, and the government has announced a, a 72.5 million emergency package for horse racing. Um, Peter says it's been a perfect storm um, with COVID-19. As they've, as they've also been going through a, rush, a restructure um, there. Apparently, Rita, the association that sort of runs um, horse racing, would have been in liquidation or gone bankrupt on Friday um, if this hadn't have happened. And so you can understand why the government um, has stepped in. 26 million of that will go straight into paying people and paying off the bills. Um, whereas uh, as much as uh, 20 million will be provided for two new synthetic tracks um, to help with long-term uh, uh, viability of the sport. Um, up 32 races last year, or, or meetings last year, sorry, had to be called off due to uh, ground conditions. Uh, and so this obviously... Um, this will help them long term. There is also a third track um, being Cambridge also already um, being built with the um, uh, through through with with, with the uh, provincial growth fund um, backing of six and a half million. Moving on to the athletics and the anniversary game to 2020 have been cancelled in uh, the United Kingdom. This was uh, expected to take part on the 4th to 5th of July um, and UK Athletics says they are hugely disappointed. Uh, you'd think that actually that uh, I would be surprised it's taken this long to cancel a meet like that, which requires travel from lots of different places, uh, bringing athletes in from lots of different places around the world. Uh, it will have a significant impact, uh, financial impact, on UK Athletics and wider sport. Uh, Coach has added, um, obviously, uh, this was going to be it's one of the biggest events for UK Athletics this year. Um, so that's going to have a big impact there. Um, and finally, Shaquille O'Neal um, has called for the NBA season just to be scrapped. He says that any team that wins the uh, season, the, the wins the title this season, will come with an asterisk um, if they have to mess around with the final series uh, and rejig it. Uh, he just he thinks they should just scrap everyone, get healthy, and come back next season. Not only is he a NBA legend, but he's also a big broadcaster over in the US at the moment on um, basketball. Uh, so you're going to see his his opinion will obviously be discussed greatly over there. That means you have now started the day the best way. You are up to speed with all of the important sports news. Don't forget to join us tomorrow at 7 a.m. for the morning sports briefing. Um, or you can listen to the recording uh, on your podcast. Just search for New Zealand Sports Radio on Acast, iHeartRadio, iTunes or Spotify. Um, and the long talk today is with Sean Cannon. He is an esports team owner. Um, so an interesting one today at 2 p.m. Do join me for that one as well. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 